0: Welcome to the Good Life EDU podcast presented by the Nebraska ESU Coordinating Council. I'm your host, Andrew Easton. Thanks for joining us as we discuss the latest in digital learning across Nebraska and around the country. All right, I'd like to welcome everybody back for the third of five podcasts we're doing with the NDEC team. And this one, we're going to focus in on the Educator Effectiveness Summit that's going to be coming up in June. Uh, And so I'm really grateful to Julie Downing. Kim Snyder and Ryan Rickabaugh for joining us today for a conversation about the details of this year's Educator Effectiveness Summit. And so without further ado, and right from the top, I'm just going to pivot to Kim and say, Kim, can you tell us a little bit more about some of the logistics regarding this year's summit?
1: I sure can. It is going to be held on June 16th and 17th this year, and it's going to be held at the Embassy Suites in downtown Lincoln, I know that that's not ideal for everybody in the state, and I really do apologize for that. When we made the decision to choose the location, we didn't have a lot of details. We didn't know who would be involved, and we knew we had to get a spot immediately. And so we chose Embassy Suites because they hosted some NDE summits before and that's why. So in the future, know that we definitely want to make sure that we're getting to places where the folks across the state don't have to drive so far. In the meantime, for this one, we really appreciate those people from Western Nebraska and Southwest Nebraska that are willing to to travel that far. The people who are going to be in attendance, it's uh, invite only, and we've invited a select number of districts, and it looks like this year it's just going to be a handful of rural districts that are going to be able to attend really excited about working with them. And we also are inviting anybody from ESUs that would be in attendance. We usually have a really good showing of ESU folks. So we've had it on the calendar for a long time and we sure hope that it works out for them to be there again, because we think it's going to be a pretty exciting conference. And also we've invited again, our NDE friends definitely want a good showing from NDE as well. A lot of learning to happen there as well. And then our Institutes of Higher Education, our IHE friends. Last year, we were sad that our Educators Effectiveness Summit landed right on the same days as their two very important annual meetings that they have. And so this year, we definitely wanted to schedule around those. So we're hoping to have a real good showing of our friends from higher education as well. I also believe that we might have some NSCA folks, possibly NCSA representation there as well and I believe some MTSS
0: folks. So
1: yeah, really looking forward to it. It's gonna be a lot
0: of fun. I love that. There are gonna be leaders in education from across our state at a variety of levels. And so grateful that there's gonna be a really impressive collection of education leaders from across our state contributing to that effort. And for those that maybe are not familiar with the Educator Effectiveness Summit, can you give us a little bit about the, um, what's the goal, like the purpose behind this summit?
1: Yeah, so the history of the summit, when it first started, it was the person before me. I think she started them. It was to work with the districts who had received some grant funding called solar and wind energy funding from our Nebraska legislature. And that money was earmarked specifically to districts. They would apply for it and they would use that money to work on building an instructional model or incorporate an instructional model with their staff and also aligning and evaluating instrument that went along with that. And so the districts who were invited were the districts who had received that funding. And then speakers would be brought in Marzano, Danielson, national speakers would come in and talk about instructional models and evaluation alignment. So that was the first few years, I believe. And even when I took over this position, I actually had a couple like that as well. Then COVID hit and also the Nebraska Teacher and Principal Performance Standards, they were revised and ready for rollout. So the decision was made right when COVID hit that the June conference that year would be only for educational service units, higher ed, and NDE because and NSEA. We wanted to make sure that the folks who exist to support districts were well-versed or at least had a pretty solid introduction to the NTPPS, the standards. And so that first June conference during COVID, at the beginning of COVID, was just that. It was just those folks. And we spent I believe it was two full days talking about those standards. And that was really fun. We got a lot of positive feedback. People were thankful that we actually provided that information to them before the districts got it so they feel confident supporting districts. The year after that, we kind of did the same thing because we had some more stuff to roll out with the standards and with the seed process. We actually had rubrics that aligned to the standards. So we rolled those out, same audience pretty much. And then this last year, We again did not invite districts, we kept it small, but we had speakers come in and really focus on the good things that they're doing around educator effectiveness and how that aligned to the NTPPS themselves. So this year, the choice was made to bring the districts in because it's been a long time since we've had them in there. And truly, educator effectiveness is about those districts. So we're asking these districts. We tried to get one per ESU region. I think we're being successful in doing that. And we are going to be calling ESUs individually and letting them know who their district is that's going to be there so that they can kind of be prepared for that as well. But we're asking districts to bring... Three to five folks along, we'd like it to be a combination of administrators and teacher leaders and have conversations around educator effectiveness data. What is that data that they're looking at? When I talk to districts and ask them if they want to attend, I always say, what is that data that they're looking at? that helps them know why their teachers are staying. What is it that is really helping their educators within their districts know that they're seen and heard and that their voice is making a difference in the decisions that are being made there. So again, can't wait to have those conversations with everybody.
0: Well, and I absolutely love that focus. And it's something that we had the opportunity to have a conversation about on a previous podcast, episode 75 for us. If you want to go back and learn a little bit more about teacher recruitment and retention, you can certainly listen to our previous pod. But that did share a little bit for me, at least the focus of this year's summit, because uh, I was going to ask, is this a bit more of an onboarding for some of those districts that maybe are starting to view their work through this lens or, or the evolution of this lens maybe is the way that I, I would want to phrase that? Or is it more on the teacher retention piece or is that an and? Uh, yeah, I guess that's kind of where I'm going.
1: Yeah, yeah it's, it's kind of both. It's, it's an and because... There used to be pre-COVID, the NDE led a leadership group called the NLLN. And that group met throughout the year before COVID. And that purpose was specifically for ESU's higher ed and NDE folks to listen very closely to four districts as they they said, this is what our needs are. And this was pre-COVID. And then for all of those in attendance to really take a look at their own organizations and agencies and what is it that we do to support these districts and are we meeting their needs? Ironically, the data that we got from that conference or those meetings, what the districts told us they needed support in is the same stuff that they need support in today. And so I guess you could kind of call this summit a little bit of an extension of that NLLN in that we're hand selecting some districts to be there, The difference between that one and this is, first of all, because we're inviting teacher leaders to be there as well, not just principals and superintendents, but also that the purpose of the ESUs and higher ed and NDE, it's not just to listen. Now, that is kind of the purpose, but we also know that through living through a global pandemic, these district needs are somewhat the same. But there's also, they're on steroids, if I could say it that way. uh, One of the things that they asked for, we need support in the mental health of our students. That was said pre-COVID and now post-COVID, the mental health needs of their students and their staff and themselves, if we're talking about administrators, and the families in their districts is just so much bigger. So the needs were there, but it's just that much bigger now. So we're really hoping to address those types of, of issues in, in the summit during our conversations.
0: It's pretty exciting to think about an event being dedicated to the breadth of topics that, that I'm hearing and learning about from our conversation here today. And so, uh, in addition to those that we've mentioned, are there are there others worth noting at this time? Yeah, Ryan, what's one that you might share?
2: in on what Kim was talking about, just how things have shifted, even though there's still some similarities. What I'm hearing from principals and what we're learning through our conversations across the state, now more than ever, principals are aware that they need to be able to support the adults in their buildings in ways beyond instructional models and ways beyond evaluation. It's about the humanity side of how do we really make sure our adults are doing okay? And the question is, how do we do that, right? Like they know that those issues exist, but the tools and the resources just aren't prevalent yet. So one thing that, that really we're looking at this June summit is to help districts build capacity around their ability to make sense of their own data through an educator effectiveness lens. So they have tons of data on their adults. They have tons of data on students. But when you overlay this educator effectiveness lens, now you can begin to ask yourself, okay, what is this data telling me about the things kim mentioned how are our teachers feeling about this are they confident in the work that we're doing are there issues that are not being addressed how do we begin those conversations well there's data there we just want to help them build their capacity to really sift through that data and take ownership of that data and you could also kind of look at it as an expansion of the student centric processes that we have in place to how do we include an adult centric process within that data and at the end, can districts look at that educator effectiveness data? Can they articulate why this data is really important? And then how can we support them and their ability to answer to that data and move forward and answer questions maybe that they, that they wouldn't have been able to answer before or even ask questions that they wouldn't have asked before? So in a nutshell, just that shift from we know we need to support adults, how do we know what to do and where do we start? That's kind of the beginning of what we want to build within this summit and the conversations we have. And there's a lot of learning that's going to take place amongst all the participants because everybody's dealing with different issues. Everybody's got their own context, but we want to be able to help each other by asking some similar questions.
0: I love that as a focus. It's something that I've turned over a number of times just in my conversations with educators, people who are still in the classroom, is that there's a proactive element to this. There's a reactive element to this. There is the standard and appreciated but maybe not appropriate practices for the level of need at this time of well we'll give you a jeans day we'll give you half a day off and do a potluck and then from those three things which are again appreciated uh, but really being able to support as you're saying in the way that you're talking about there or at least the way that I'm in- inferring from the level of intentionality that you're applying to this is how how do you help people develop wellness habits and systematize that habit forming practice is a challenge i would think because you first have to educate those folks on those strategies before you ask them to leverage the ones that they feel like would be in their best interest to move them forward to, closer to being in that right and most effective state of mind which does have its impact on learning okay i'm done but i just like i just needed to kind of, yeah, like is this what we're talking about this is what we're talking about here with this
2: Well, and it's, the context is so important because we can have all of the wellness strategies in place, but if there's all sorts of processes that are happening within the school, maybe it's policies, maybe it's behavior issues with students. I mean, if we can't connect how we're feeling about our effectiveness in doing those things well to our own state of mind and to our own well-being, then we're just adding these these strategies on, but we're not really getting to the we trying to identify where, where is this coming from? Like, where is the strife and the struggle coming from? And the data that we have is about the stuff we're doing. So let's look into that through this educator effectiveness lens. And then we're hitting both sides of this, the wellness side of how people are approaching things, but also now we know of some things that we can at least look at differently that might impact how our teachers are feeling and how confident they are, how much they love coming to work, they don't love coming to work how they interact with each other, how they interact with administration. I mean, all those things are intertwined in this complexity of data, but we're just trying to help them sift through that in a way that they can do it and understand it because it's, again, it's all different through context of individual districts.
0: So maybe even a bit of a prioritization of which things to address initially for the biggest impact.
2: I think the data would hopefully identify priorities, right? If you go through a a process, let the data speak, And through that, hey, can we identify what is most important?
0: Well, I'm jazzed. I love this conversation. (laughs) I'll be excited to learn more about it uh, at the Educator Effectiveness Summit here, June 16th and 17th. And in addition to that, Julie, what other topics should we touch upon as focal points of those conversations in June?
3: Yeah, so I think just to sort of summarize that last bit, I have yet to find an educator who... Who doesn't value this idea that we want healthy, well-balanced, effective teachers in front of our kids every day, that we know that that makes a difference, and that's what our Nebraska kids deserve. And I think the data looks different now. We're seeing things in the data that we've never seen before around recruitment and retention. We're seeing a crop of teachers come out that there are more jobs than there are teachers, so they have a lot of options, and they're asking different things in interviews, we're seeing, you know, the great resignation, but we're also seeing a lot of people that are staying. And we've done some, some looking around and some studying of that. We've published an article on why do people stay in education? We're also seeing this sort of lateral move a lot, like teachers are saying, there's other jobs I can do in education that might not be in a classroom, but I might want to move over here. So there's just a lot happening right now in the data that's interesting and kind of new to us. And that's one of the purposes of this get together and this summit is to sort of hear some of those stories in real time from our educators in Nebraska. And having all of our friends from ESU, and DE higher ed just adds to the robust conversations that we'll have in June.
0: Well, and to play off that too, how much does this team look forward to learning from, as you said, those conversations that this is not necessarily a, I'm an attendee that's going to sit and get and listen for the duration of two days, but to actually be a back and forth and a give and take uh, is what I'm hearing.
3: Yeah. And I think like Ryan said, we are student centered in education, but this is just an enhancement to say, how can we engage the educator effectiveness data to really focus on those adults who are leading and learning alongside our kids, because we need them to be effective. It's what our kids deserve.
1: And I would just jump in there as well. And just as a story of my own growth, and I think my seed team members could probably agree, if the pandemic had not hit, the way that these standards would have been rolled out, it probably would have been typical rollout of the revisions of Nebraska teacher and principal performance standards, and then an evaluation instrument and some guidance documents around those evaluation instruments, that would have been the rollout of the standards. That would have been it. But when this pandemic hit, and also partially because of the conversations we were having with the NLLN, that, that paved the way for this, I believe. But when the pandemic hit, it really made us put on the brakes and say, now, wait a second. What is it that our districts really need? And discussions about instructional models and an evaluation weren't necessarily the right here, right now conversations that they needed to be having. And so that allowed us the opportunity to really take a look at what would be best practices around what districts might need and not just districts. But again, this has been a learning process and I hope a continual learning process for all of us who exist to support districts to ensure that we are providing the opportunities that they have to be as effective as they can. Maybe Ryan and Julie have something to jump in on that too, I'm not sure, but that's been a big learning experience for me.
3: I would say that that has been a theme of our work together for the the two years that we've been a team around this idea of evaluation. And over those two years, in my mind, evaluation, it started out being a really big rock, a really big ticket item. I thought that was the work that we would be spending a lot of our time on. And it turns out that evaluation is, is a much smaller piece of this. And as we continue to work our way out of the pandemic and into this new era of unprecedented support and development for this new crop of teachers coming in, I think we see evaluation as, you know, it's necessary. We need a tool to remove people from our profession when they don't deserve to be in it. But the ideas of support and development and how do we grow our own teachers in ways that will retain and develop them over a career is much more what we talk about on a daily basis on the seed team.
1: And we will actually be doing a podcast on that in a couple weeks, I think. So just hoping people tune into that one too. We'll get into a little bit more depth with that.
0: Well, Kim, thanks for pointing people to that future episode of the pod. Absolutely. Looking forward to our continued conversations around this work. Uh, Again, this is podcast three of five on this topic that we're going to release between now and July. Uh, And so maybe one more time before we bring this particular episode to a close, can we get some of those logistics regarding the Educator Effectiveness Summit and maybe where people can reach out should they be interested, uh, particularly our ESU personnel, in getting signed up for this event?
1: Sure. It's June 16th and 17th. It's at the Embassy Suites in downtown Lincoln. And on the second day, on the 17th, it will end at 1 p.m. Mountain Time, 2 p.m. Central Time, so that folks in West Nebraska have time to get back home. Uh, And also, registration details aren't out yet. The registration will be handled by NCSA. So we will definitely send out an email to let folks, ESUs know, and higher ed and NDE know when that registration will be available and it'll be just uh, should be coming shortly I would hope.
0: Well terrific thank you all for your continued work in support of educator effectiveness across our state and the organization of this summit and your advocacy through the various podcasts we're going to chance to do it's always great to get a chance to check in with each of you and I'm just uh, truly grateful for the work that you do so thanks for sharing out once again and I'm so excited for the next two episodes that'll be coming up in the not too distant future.